Good morning and welcome to worship at Middle Collegiate Church. My name is Amanda, this is my daughter Skylar, and on behalf of the whole congregation and staff, we are so glad that you are worshiping with us this morning. On this last Sunday of Hispanic Heritage Month, we welcome to the pulpit Miguel de la Tour, a longtime friend of Middle and soon to be friend of yours too. So friends, let's take a deep breath now and continue to worship God. Welcome to worship. It is time for the message for all ages. So, I would like to invite our young and young at heart to scooch a little closer to the screen, because this message is for you. Each week in our Sunday enrichment class, I like to ask my friends to share their highs and their lows of the week. For our highs, we talk about our parts of the week that made us feel extra happy. For our lows, we talk about the part of the weeks that made us feel mm, not so happy. My friends always have something great to share. I've heard highs of virtual birthday parties, of going to the pool, of getting new toys, of learning new things. I've also heard lows of missing out on graduation parties and not being able to have in-person playdates and having to watch grown-ups struggle to admit that black lives do matter. I like to remind my friends that they're grown-ups and God are with them through the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Knowing that God is always with me makes me feel hopeful. Can you say that word? Hopeful. The root word of hopeful is the word hope. Hope is the feeling or the expectation that good things are coming. Each week at Middle, we pray into hope when we say the Lord's Prayer together. Your reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. You know it. Say it with me. Your reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. We say this together 
to pray into the hope that God's reign will fill our hearts and fill our worlds. Friends, you play an important role in that hope. And I want to leave you with a question we'll revisit next week. How can you, in what you say and what you do, embody hope in the world? How can you help those around you know that good things come with God? Maybe it's putting a beautiful picture in your front window for the neighbors to see, or calling a friend to check in on how they're doing, or praying with a family member who needs to feel some extra love. I can't wait to hear your answers next week. Will you pray with me, friends? Dear God, thank you for being there in our highs and our lows and everything in between. We thank you and find strength in the hope that you give us. Amen. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching in the light of God. Marcharemos en la luz de Dios. Marcharemos en la luz de Dios. We are marching, we are marching. We are marching in the light of are heavy times and we are a caring community. Submit a prayer request or a request for financial aid or just let us know how you are by heading to our pastoral care prayer portal. Fill out the forms and we would love to talk to you and connect with you. We are also hosting a day-long prayer vigil on November 2nd, the day before the election, and it is all hands and prayer warriors on deck time. Information about signing up for a slot to pray is at middlechurch.org. We need all of your prayers to get us through election. And it is not too late to join us this afternoon for socially distanced borough-based meetups. We are facilitating gatherings this afternoon from 2 to 4 p.m. Just let us know which location you'd prefer. Um, the link is on our website or somebody will pop it in the chat there for you. And if you're not in the New York City area, but would still, you know, like to connect with others in this way, fill out the form and let us know where you are. And if you're interested in being connected with other middle folk, we would love to help organize this. Thank you for joining us for Middle in Two Minutes. And now let us pray together for the prayers of the people. Um, you'll know the words. It's um, names that you know, or that you think of who have come before you, those um, who will come after you, just bring them to mind and you'll need them in just a few minutes. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path, we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee, lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand, true to our God, true to our native land. 
God, we come together on the wings of our ancestors, those who have come before us, who have created the path for us. It is in their footsteps that we follow. It is in their dreams that we fly. God, we name those ancestors now. You can write it in the chat or say it aloud if you'd like. God, we name those who've come before us. God, we name those whose memories we hold dear in our heart. And God, we name those who are still with us, whose examples we follow. God, give us the strength to be the ones that we need to be, the ones we've been waiting for. There are those who will come after us who need the example, and we will name those here as well. God, we are here because of. We are here for. We dream of this world for. Lead us and guide us along the way, God, as we tread through the blood of the slaughtered. It has been a hard and heavy time, God, and we are grateful that we have you in the very presence of our breath. In your name we pray, amen. And now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray in whatever language you know, um, whatever version you know. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. from Antoine Hopper to all members and everyone out there with a heart. I love you. La paz sea con vosotros. Peace be with you. Amen. Yun ju ko ping on, yu lei tong joy. God be with you. We got this. Hi, middle family. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace. Peace, Peace be with you. Peace. Peace.
peace be unto you. Que la gracias y paz de Dios esté con todos ustedes. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you, or in German, Friede sei mit euch. Peace be with you. Good morning. Peace be with you. Oh, look, a hand. May the peace of God be with you. Morning, friends. Peace be with you. Peace be with you, middle family. Love you. Friede sei mit dir. Peace be with you. Carry it to the ones you love. Hello, my middle brothers and sisters. Elizabeth here. I'm wishing you so much peace. We are in Inwood and we are wishing you peace this morning. Peace be with you, middle family. I'm holding you. Hi, middle. This is Bianca. I'm out in Brooklyn. Breathing with you and wishing you peace. Ah, si te quiero mucho. street. I smile at the faces I've known all my life. They regard me with pride and everyone's sweet. They say you're going places. So how can I say that while I was away, I had so much to hide? Hey guys, it's me. The biggest disappointment you She's back, and she's walking real slow. Welcome home. Just breathe. I remember the praise, ay te adoro, te quiero. The neighborhood waved and said, Nina, be brave and you're gonna be fine. But maybe it's me, but it all seems like lifetimes ago. So what do I say to these faces that I used to know? Go to college, how do I tell them why? 
What'll you be? Straighten the spine, smile for the neighbors. Everything's fine, everything's cool. The standard reply, lots of tests, lots of papers. Smile, wave goodbye, and pray to the sky. Oh God, and what will my parents say? Can I go in there and say, I know that I'm letting you down? Nina, just breathe. family. Today's scripture comes from Exodus chapter 32, the golden calf. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Take off the gold rings that are on the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from them, formed it in a mold, and cast an image of a calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They rose early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought sacrifices of well-being. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to revel. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. While the children of Israel camped before Mount Sinai, they tired of waiting for God. Too much time had passed and Moses had failed to return waiting for a God who remains silent <clears throat> while quarantine in the valley of the shadow of death causes fear and despair. Something needs to be done, anything. We are intimately familiar with the angel of death which has passed by our doors taking more than just the firstborn. So far 200,000 have died as most of us huddle in the safe bubble of our homes. And while no political leader can be held responsible when a global pandemic decides to strike, they are accountable when, like Pharaoh, their hearts are hardened and they refuse to hear the voice of science, placing their trust in their own arrogance. Because this arrogance also embraces ignorance rather than the truth of climate change, Mother Earth rebels over our failure to be stewards of creation as our lands to the west burn while those to the southeast are bombarded with more hurricanes than we can even name. We find ourselves living in the space of Holy Saturday where death and destruction of Good Friday is ever present and the promise of a Sunday resurrection can yet to be seen. While 
those for whom society uh, was designed to privilege may be new to this liminal space. Those with darker hues have built their homes in this space of misery and anxiety ever since the Canaanites, with names like Osage, Cherokee, and Arapaho, would genocide so that God's chosen can find an abundant life in the promised land. Those who fall short of the ideal of whiteness have historically been relegated to live in the reality of Saturday. For many of us who sport accents, esperando esperanza, waiting for hope, leads to a desperation to do something, anything. As our children are thrown into cages, as our women are sterilized, as our men are stereotyped by this nation's leader as rapists and bad hombres, it becomes tempting to build our own golden calf, to join those who have benefited from the sweat of our brow and the strength of our arm by bowing down to false idols of hope, a pious rhetoric divorced from praxis, a white middle-class privilege which tickles the conscience by ignoring the thousands who are dying to our right and the tens of thousands who are falling to our left. We remove the gold from our fingers and wrists so we can mold and form golden Eurocentric theologies before which we bow down and worship, ignoring the God of our ancestors. We recite the lifeless doctrines of others created to the image of whiteness where its mental acceptance substitutes for a way of life. Embracing inferiority caused by a whiteness which has plagued our colonized minds, we ignore the theological principles forged from the margins, exchanging our people's wisdom for abstract theological rhetoric of those who relegate us to the underside of history. A lifeless, golden idol shines and is pleasing to the eye because it asks nothing from us except reciting empty platitudes. We are seen as holy when we reduce hope to religious jargon and unsustained optimism. We are taught to believe in hope rather than become hope for the hungry and thirsty, for the naked and undocumented, for the infirm and incarcerated. What is the hope we bring to the poor woman who had her water shut off because she has no means of paying her bill after being furloughed and thus is unable to wash her hands, which keeps the virus at bay? What is the hope we bring to the senior man who is mobily challenged and thus is unable to go to the grocery store to stock, up, to stock up on food? What is the hope we bring to those more likely to be infected and die, those who are disproportionately of color? What good is it for us, wrapped in the security of privilege, to say, go in peace, stay warm and well-fed, while ignoring the physical needs. If faith without works is dead, 
then hope without praxis is an abomination. Hope abounds when it is rejected, when it is given away, when it ceases to be some golden idol, when we are faithful in being Jesus among the least of these, rather than simply talking about him. Hope does not mean all things work for good according to God's purposes, for the hopeful are still led like lambs to the slaughter. Hope does not mean that I will be spared from the ravages of this virus, the ravages of ethnic discrimination, the ravages of white supremacy. Death awaits us all. And while we cannot prove that heavenly streets paved with gold is the final reward for the faithful. Such visions have been used by the unscrupulous to domesticate those stuck in Holy Saturday, traumatized by the violence of Friday and unsure that the sun will arise on Sunday. Rather than building Eurocentric idols of gold, theologies which provide simplistic and uncomplicated answers, let us embrace the contradictions of the human experience. That wealth is obtained through giving, that faith is strengthened through doubt, and that hope calms the soul when we embrace the hopelessness of the moment. Moses will one day come down from that mountain. This coronavirus will one day cease to haunt us. On that day, what will be the legacy of our faith? Did we manufacture hope by hoarding toilet paper? Do we arise early and offer burnt offerings and sacrifices for our well-being? Do we demand our right as Americans not to wear masks and insist on sitting down in crowded restaurants to eat and drink? And when we have had our full, do we rise up and revel in our liberty to do whatever we see as good in our own eyes? Yes, a dawn will break through the darkness of COVID-19. And there are other viruses which roam the land. Viruses, which no mask can provide protection and no vaccine can eradicate. This virus is the result of the stupidity, which is causing an ecological degradation disproportionately impacting communities of color. Another virus is the result of a racism which seeks a race war that reestablishes a social order where only white lives matter. Still another virus is the result of an apathy, believing the lie that one's vote does not count and by staying away from the polls, to the delight of the few, becomes complicit with a political regime bent on disenfranchising those who seek to live without fear. Maybe we will still have breath in our lungs after the virus no longer lingers in the air. Maybe we will live to tell the story of 2020. Maybe our very life will be preserved. But at what cost? For what does it profit to gain the whole world, but have lost our soul in the process? 
The coronavirus is the ultimate test of our faith for this generation. Do we lose our soul because we relied on golden idols rather than committing to love-based praxis taken while being surrounded by death and hopelessness? If Socrates was right that the unexamined life is not worth living, then we can add that the unexamined faith is not worth professing. What is the meaning and purpose of our faith when its fragility is threatened by an invisible microscopic virus? Faith is not something we possess. Faith is something we do. Faith is not a noun. It is a verb. We do faith not because we expect some future reward of dwelling in some heavenly abode, nor do we do faith because we believe that it all will work out and we will somehow be victorious. There may be no heaven, and the nothingness of death may very well be the ultimate price paid for our faithfulness. Faith is not a self-centered praxis. Faith is what defines our very humanity in an inhuman world. Faith is best expressed during the hopelessness of disbelief, refusing to build and bow before golden idols which soothe the conscience and calms the mind. With Miguel de Unomuno, let us recite the atheist prayer to the God who refuses to come down the mountain by crying out, Lord, give me faith in my disbelief. As some of you might know, I'm a Southern Baptist. And if you know anything about Southern Baptists, we never end a sermon without an offering, um, an altar call, a come to Jesus moment, an opportunity to move from simply hearing the word to actually doing the word. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to walk down the sawdust aisle and, and believe in Jesus as if belief in some white Jesus can save anyone. Francis of Assisi is credited with saying, I will preach the gospel at every opportunity I have, and when all else fails, I will open my mouth. The altar call that I am giving today is not restricted to accepting some philosophical concept, not at all. The altar call I am giving is to refuse bending your knees to the golden theology molded to mask the oppression of those who did not have a hand in melting the gold to create the gods in their own image. The altar call I am giving is to proclaim to the world the faith you are doing as demonstrated by the fruit which, is defined, which defines the tree which, which you are. The altar call today is an opportunity to demonstrate the hopeless hope of the resurrection to a new life by what you do, not what you believe. Therefore, go forth and be the hope to others that you seek for yourself. Ache. Hi, everybody. I don't know about you, but as I look around the globe, I can only feel the uncertainty of these times. Who's going to win the election? How many more deaths to COVID-19? When are we as a church community, when are we as a theater community gonna open up? 
the devastating news of Broadway staying closed, of schools shutting down, of children coming home sick from college, it is mind-blowing to imagine that we are still worried about these things. And my prayers are for all who've lost someone, all who've lost work, all who are wondering how they're gonna pay their bills, how they're gonna close the gap, how they're gonna be okay in these times. And when I pray for you, I'm also giving God thanks for a community like this one, a community like Middle Church, where the truth is preached in love, where the music and art speaks to the diversity of who we are, where we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month and Asian Heritage Month and Black History Month and Women's History Month, where we understand that white people have ethnicity as well, and we celebrate all the different ways God speaks to us, all the different ways that God shows up for us. And we are going to show up for each other. This is a community that has created a budget where the deacons have small grants to give to you if you're in need. If you need something, let me, Marlene, or Amanda know so we can help you. We've created a council rent fund where we'll help you pay your mortgage, help you pay your rent, help you pay your utilities so you can stay in your place. We understand how difficult, uh, how difficult a time this is and we want to be a blessing to you. So here's the deal. Some of us are just wiped out and some of us are still okay. And those of us who are okay, if we can make donations to the ministry of the church, we can help our brothers and sisters who are struggling. So I'm asking you to do a couple of things. One, if you can make a donation to the ministry, you will turn on the light for somebody in their life. You'll turn on the love for somebody. Go to middlechurch.org slash donate. Go to Venmo at Middle Church. Go to uh, the text, which is 917-924-4666. Or you can do the old-fashioned thing and mail us a check. But also, if you'd like to join our movement, we want you to come. Joining is easy. Just go to um, our Middle Church website again and you can join. And when you do, you are automatically a part of our community. And then we pull you in closer through some new member gatherings. Won't you join us? Won't you help us to do just love right now?
We are America. We are one. Now, let us pray. Most holy and loving God, thank you for all of these gifts. Our gifts of our time and our talents and our finances. May you bless them. May you multiply them for your work of love in the earth. Amen. I was feeling just a little tired today. 
from having my face in a computer all weekend and from all the work we did at the end of the week to change the story. But worship totally blessed my soul and totally picked me up. Receive this blessing today for you. Tu eres un niño del Dios. You are a child of God in my second grade Spanish. And God loves you exactly as you are. God enlists you in a love movement where we will heal the world together in partnership with the Holy. So may you feel the blessing of our beautiful, wonderful, grace-filled, merciful God today, wrapping itself around you, filling you with hope. Amen. Oh, yeah.